T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thank you guys so much for listening. That made no sound. Well, there's the sound. It's the bottle. It's stuff. the bottle. So I'm very curious about the beer we're drinking today because last time I had it, I was a little bit disappointed. I was a little bit disappointed, and we'll get to that in a second. Uh, it's a very popular beer. It's a very trendy beer. It's a beer that everyone wants to have, and we got it a couple of months ago. And I remember being like, you know what? This doesn't taste as good as I remember it tasting. So we'll get to that. Maybe it'll taste better today. We'll if see. I had it more consistently, I could affirm, firmly say this, but for the longest time, this was my favorite beer ever. Mm. And you're having it now. I'm having it now. So today's episode is the beginning of a brand new series we're going to do on the podcast that we just <laughs> created about three seconds ago. Uh, the series is called My Jaw Hurts. <laughs> I tried, told you I'd try to hold it together. And that's why I did it intentionally. Uh, it's not called My Jaw Hurts. Don't worry. <laughs> that was purely just to get Patrick to lose it as the podcast started because he's been laughing about a TikTok he watched. Yes, a TikTok, guys. He's young. Hey, hey. He's young and hip. Hey, 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 the lady sent it to me, and I don't usually watch, I, I, on social media, and I think this is, you know, maybe a big thing why I'm not on, like, uh, Twitter all that much, is when I'm scrolling, I'm not a big audio guy. Mm. So if it has audio, it's uh, not always my favorite thing. You have to, to be in a space to put the audio on. Yeah, and, and even when I'm at home, I tend to not do with audio, because then something comes on, it's like... <laughs> And I don't want to hear that, mm-hmm. so I tend to like. I want to choose if I hear audio, but she sent me this one, and it was it was quite. Gold. That was purely just to get Patrick to cackle on the podcast <laughs> after he told me he was going to be able to hold it together. Uh, the new series is actually called "What's the Point?" What's the point? And uh, it's what g- would you say you, you do, do here? here. <laughs> I uh, hi Bob. I'm Bob. This is Bob. Uh, you can I- call me Mike. <laughs> I, uh, it's a new series based on the episode we were going to do today, but we're going to create a series based on it because there's a lot of beers right now that have become popular and that are being made and we're seeing ingredients used Mm -hmm. frequently. And, uh, the question that came to mind was what is the point? What's the point? What's the effing point? And I think, I think one thing that could be cool as we're, cause we just created this. So we're kind of spitballing some stuff right now. It's not like we've ever done that before. (laughs) It, uh, it can also, you know, I think things like, you know, we'll get into our topic for the day, but I think things like Italian Pilsner, you know, I think that falls into what's the point, right? Like we have now, just because we have predominantly enjoyed most 
Italian Pilsners we've had, you could still ask that question. Well, I remember What's the point? When we went to Von Ebert and did the episode from there, I asked the question is, what makes it an Italian Pilsner? And Sam kind of just went... <laughs> Nothing really Italian. It's just kind of the style, like right? Fruity, yeah. hoppy pilsner. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with like he's like the ingredients aren't from Italy. It's just the name. Yeah, it's a, it's like a like a, a, a style. You know, I mean, you're you're making a Hellas Lager, but your ingredients may not be necessarily from Germany. Right. So I, I thought that was interesting. So yes, this is not purely a series to ask questions about beers that we don't like or don't make sense to us. It's just a series that could kind of probably not going to be super frequent, but just like a. Hey, this is trendy right now. Mm-hmm. We don't really understand it. Let's try it and see what it's like. Yeah. Uh, so that's today is episode one. What's the point? Milk sugar. Ooh. Or lactose slash lactose. Yes. Uh, basically the same thing. Yes. Um, and the reason for this is we were talking yesterday and we're like, oh, what do you want to do on the pod this week? Again, totally not flying by the seat of our pants like we always do. <laughs> and I can't believe we've been doing this for two plus years and it's just like oh i don't know <laughs> like standing in the parking lot what do you want to do i don't know i got this blind pig Ooh, let's talk ipas oh okay well, spoiled the surprise there oh but. my bad <laughs> <laughs> we're drinking blind pig everybody from <laughs> russian river brewing um again we'll get to that in a second uh yesterday you're like oh is it you or me for beer of the week and i was like oh i have a leftover from the weekend that i didn't finish that i bought for my little weekend beer and uh, i was like oh it's it's the block 15 dab lab uh, and you've talked about that before, mm-hmm. how you've enjoyed that series. I've never had the series before, so I saw it on the shelf. I didn't even read it. I just went, oh, cool. Picked it up, bought it. I also bought their Hoppy New Year, and uh, I had that one left, and I was like, oh, I'll bring it in. You goes, you went, dude, you know that's like coffee, and I was like, okay. And I was like, I don't, okay. I just, I picked it up, and he goes, and milk sugar, and I was like, milk sugar? Mm-hmm. And Dab Lab? And hence the topic was born so we'll get to that coming up here in a second and that is our beer of the week so it's not to spoil it over the over the top but that's going to be our beer of the week today yeah and we'll talk about milk sugar before trying that beer which is an ipa by the way made with coffee and milk sugar yep so it's going to be kind of interesting and milk sugar is used all over the place so this so this will be fun like what's the point when it's in certain styles Mm -hmm. um and we're drinking blind pig right now so this is the beer that when i when we got the russian river drop you told me like the day before, you're like, make sure you get to Vesa. They're going to have some Russian River. They didn't say it was going to be this, but we thought it was going to be this and Pliny. And they had the other one with the happy hops, hoppy hops. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was not great, to be honest with you. Uh, this one was disappointing to me when I first had it. For some reason, it felt like it. it I knew it wasn't, but it tasted old to me. Mm-hmm. But I looked at the date and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But something happened at least because I've had this beer before and enjoyed it. And I've already taken a sip, and I like it better than I did the last time I had it. So I don't know if it was a transit thing it's or whatever. Just on, but... It's just under 30 days old. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I picked it up at Cerveza. Um, I don't know what it is. I, I just I It think, tastes fresher to me today. It does. I, I just think this beer is one of those beers that, I don't know, that I kind of discovered early on in my craft beer. Like once I, not in my craft beer drinking, but once I really was like, oh, I love craft beer and want to learn more and expose myself to more. This was one of the first beers that I had that was a true game changer for me. Like I tasted this beer and went, whoa, IPAs taste like this. I would throw Wanderlust in that category as well. I would throw Bodhi Zaffa in that category as well. Those are three IPAs that just really kind of changed the game for me. And I don't know if they still hold up. There's probably a lot of nostalgia still involved with it. Well, we had Bodhi Zaffa months ago and both of us were kind of like eh, yeah. this isn't tasting quite as good yeah i'm with you on that you know at barley brown's pallet jack i would throw pallet jack in there as well mm-hmm. and sticky hands as well those those are beers that just kind of you know change the game for me you know 
I've, I've spoken on this podcast a lot about how much Manny's Pale Ale I've drank in my life and Mirror Pond for that matter as well. Uh, but I wouldn't say that those beers like changed the game for me. They were just kind of like the old standby. Gotcha. To where this beer just, I don't know, it's, it, it sits on the hierarchy for me. Well, I'm liking this one better than I did the last one. Um, it just, it tastes fresher. I get the hop character more. It doesn't taste quite as old. I, I, I don't want to say there were off flavors in it, but I kind of felt like there was a little, car- a little tired. cardboardiness to yeah. it at the end, just a little oxidized. And uh, so I just, for whatever reason, I just didn't love it the last time. The The best of the three that I got was, which was Pliny, this and the and the other one, the Hoppy, I can't remember. The Happy name. Hops. Happy Hops. Jesus. I'm never going to remember that <laughs> name. Um, the Pliny was still the best by far. Yeah. And I to think, me. you know, and even as I taste this now, after, you know, having... You know, being being a staunch IPA drinker, it's just California IPAs, Southern California and Northern California IPAs this are, is very, are very different than each other. And both of those are extremely different than what we make up here. So I'm, you know, but this is like my new pet project that I've been working on for the last, I don't know, three, four months and probably going to go all the way through 2021. Boy, that's kind of weird to say <laughs> um, that. uh just understanding the differences and seeing what of it I like and what of it I don't like. Well, uh, I, t- I think I like Northern Cali more than Southern Cali in, in the small sample size I've had personally. Mm-hmm. But I would be curious down the road to get a full podcast on your thoughts and maybe have some examples of what bring you know. Brought yeah, I'll keep it in mind and I'll, I'll even try to make it like a an interactive tasting room. So mm. I'll try to find things so y'all are readily there, available. Yeah, so y'all out there can can check that out and we can kind of all have fun with it together. Uh, weekend beer for me. Uh, I posted about it on the Instagram page, which is Instagram.com slash Beers on Us. You can also find us Twitter.com slash Beers on Us pod and Facebook.com slash Beers on Us. And uh, personal pages, I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Patrick's at PDD085 on Instagram. That is also my Twitter handle, and I might start getting into Twitter. Again? Yeah. Oh. But it's probably going to be more sports-based. That's fine. So just I mean, an my FYI My Twitter is almost that. all sports-based. Yeah, just an FYI on that. Uh, okay. And you can find them on Twitter at PDD085. And then uh, you can find this podcast most places, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Omni, TennedyTheFan.com, Radio.com, Stitcher. Uh, you do not find us on Spotify, so stop asking. And um, <laughs> uh, yeah, rate, subscribe, review. You, you know how many people are like, are, Download? You on, are you on Spotify? And I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, never mind. Is that the only thing you open? Is the only app on your phone? How dare I have to open another app? Guess what, guys? <clears throat> I'm assuming all of you have either an iPhone or an Android. Yeah. So you either have Apple Podcasts or Google Play, yep. which means you can still listen to us not on Spotify. You might even be able to say, hey, Siri, hey, what, whatever. <clears throat> I don't know what you guys have on Androids. I have an iPhone. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why did you say that to me? I have no idea. I know you have an iPhone, too. My bad. <laughs> what do I say on Androids? I don't know. I've never had an Android. I have no idea why I look Hi, at little green way. guy. That's the logo of things. I know. I'm, I'm so confused. You ever pick one of those up and you're like, I'm lost? Yep. They're so confusing. All the time. And this, yeah. I, I my feel girlfriend like, has an Android, and I, I'm like, I don't know what to do on I feel, phone. Yeah, my girlfriend used to, and then she switched to the iPhone, and she was like, this is really confusing at first, and then got used to it and was like, I love this. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I know. Uh, my girlfriend's never switching. She oh. hates iPhones, and she goes, uh, I want you to have an Android, and I'm like, no, sorry. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'd yeah. rather have blue text with most people, even if I'm not getting them with you. It was nice hanging out with you. This has been fun. <laughs> Good luck in your future endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to happen. If you're going to be an Android person, <clears throat> I can't do it. I'm out. Uh, so my weekend beer this week, I posted about it on the Instagram page. I have yet to crack into either of these six packs, but I bought myself an RPM. Ooh, nice. And a Hot Venom. Nice. I almost bought an RPM the other day. 
So that's sitting in my fridge right now. I also still had a pallet jack and a hand truck left over uh, from the previous purchase. I killed my hand truck this week. The hand truck is so good right now. I love now. that beer. It's better than the pallet jack right now. I said that last mm. week too, but it's really good. Um, and that's for me, a, a pale ale non-drinker yeah. saying it's better than the IPA. Uh, my week in terms of my cans that I bought, uh, I got the Wake and Bake, which we'll have as our beer of the week. I got Happy New Year from Block 15, which is the first time I've had that beer. Okay. I believe, unless we've had it on the podcast before. But I don't think we've done it on the podcast before. It's usually it's usually not my favorite beer. Because it's um, an Imperial yeah, IPA. Yeah, yeah. It, it's mostly that. I mean, I think, I, think, <clears throat> I think the Block crew does double IPAs maybe better than most. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'll give them that crown. I mean, as we mentioned earlier, Sticky is Sticky. And... Uh, uh, but yeah, I'm just not a big double imperial guy. Uh, so I got that. Enjoyed that quite a bit. I got a Blackest Beautiful, which I hadn't seen for a while. Mm. Uh, Boneyard made theirs. Oh, okay. So I tried that. It was a solid. I think it was a porter. So it was, it was a solid dark beer. Uh, I got the Away Days and Level collab, which was not so sensible soccer double IPA. Yeah, I uh, tasted that the other day. Uh, that wasn't quite as much, quite exactly what I was looking for in the double IPA. It wasn't bad by any means, but I think I had it after the Hoppy New Year, and I was like, I was able to notice the difference between the two double IPAs quite a bit. I tasted that beer the other day, and that beer tastes like milk sugar. Oh, does it have milk sugar in it? I don't know if it does, but it tastes like candy, like banana runts, which could be a yeast thing, which is totally fine. Interesting, but uh, it it tasted. I could. I could taste sugar. Maybe Not that's sweetness, where, but sugar. Maybe that's where the the <clears throat> the difference was because I had them back to back, and I was like, "Why does this not taste quite like a double IPA?" Again, it wasn't for a dislike. It was just like I was expecting one thing, and I was like, "Uh, okay." And I finished it, enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, and then actually, my favorite was the <clears throat> uh, Montevilla Kind Spirit Winter IPA, and they actually commented. Uh, on our post and said that's one of the last few out there in the market right now. I think I had one of those a week or so ago. I checked the date. <clears throat> it was still fresh, so mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't concerned about that, but I liked it a lot. God, I want to get out there so bad. I thought that one was really, really good, and it actually had been a bit of a bit of a while. It had been a while since I'd had Montevilla. Mm-hmm. The last one I think I'd had was the Red Crush we did on our tasting room, which I didn't, oh, love, yeah. didn't love particularly. Which is a while ago. Yeah, so I, I just kind of took a break because I had had all the beers that were on the shelf and I saw it was new, or new at least to what I'd seen. Picked it up, read the label. It's a winter IPA. I was like, oh, cool. Let's see what it's like compared mm-hmm. to our winter IPA episode. It was way more of an IPA than a winter ale, uh, and I liked it quite a bit. So out of all of the beers I got, that was my favorite in terms of those. And then I treated myself. Yeah. I, oh, I told you. I know you. what this is, yeah. I got myself the 2020 Tough Love from Crux, which is my still my favorite local barrel-aged stout. Yeah. I think Westbrook may have taken <clears throat> the crown for favorite Woo! barrel-aged stout. Those guys make good beer. Uh, but the, I'm t- I don't know. Was it good? Was it this was, year's good? It was incredible. Awesome. Dude. I'm so glad to hear that. Every year I have <clears throat> it. I've had it three years in a row now. It's been incredible. They make it. With molasses, which I think for whatever reason puts it over the top for me, um, it's like a it's a prominent flavor and, mm-hmm. and ingredient they use in the beer, at least according to the back of the bottle. And uh, I had my girlfriend try it, and she was just like blown away because I was like, <clears throat> "This is my favorite one." Now and she likes dark beer, but not a lot. And I was mm-hmm. like, "You know, just give it a sip." And she went, "Wow, cool!" Because it's smoky and it's sweet and it gives it's super balanced. And I, I saw it at Market of Choice. They have this little section. Uh, which I sent you a video of, of like really hard to find expensive beer. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> this was a part of that section. And I went, oh, I haven't seen this yet. And the label was cool and it had like, it was shimmery. And I just, I love that beer so much. I, I know, I know 
that generally the people who listen to our podcast uh, don't love Crux as much as I've loved Crux <clears throat> through my time here in Oregon. I'll drink Crux Pilsner all day. Um, but generally, they're not getting the same love as some of the other breweries. Sure. I've always liked Crux a lot, especially after my first experience. There was a really fun time. It is a rad spot. Uh, but when I ha- this beer is, if you like dark beer and you've never had Tough Love, you have to try Tough Love. I'm promising you, you will love it. See, that's really, I'm really glad to hear that. Um, well, first off, the reason I asked when you text me and I was like, where are you? Because unless there's a spot that I'm not looking at if i ever go to market of choice it's the one on uh belmont mm-hmm. uh in inner southeast portland and i don't think they have that sort of like prominent like here's the cool hard to find barrel aged stuff yeah it's a whole section there yeah, that's so like... I was, that's why i was like where are you i thought at first you might have been at john's because the new john's which is the one that i go to if i go to john's mm-hmm. they have their barrel aged section kind of similar to that although it's more crowded less spaced out so i thought you might have been at john's so they had fremont uh, Dark Star and B Bomb. They had Block Fifteen Wonka's Wit. Oh, I've seen that. That's a that's like a barrel aged uh, sour wit. They had Aslan or Aslan. 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 A S L A N with yep. a line. Yep. Bellingham. Uh, Orange Swede Suit. They had Stickmen Monkey in a Barrel. They had Ale Song Raindrops on Roses. They had the Great Divide Pack of Yetis, which is a box of Yetis. Ale Song for Life. They had Fort George, Peepiope. They had Perennial Abraxas. Oh, that's classic. $25, by the way. It's a classic beer. They had Wander Early Bird, barrel-aged. Do uh, you like their dark stuff? You might enjoy that. I don't know if it was dark or not, though. I couldn't tell because uh, I, I was do- I was going quickly. Um, Destruce Brewers Quadruple Reserva. Whoa. $38. Whoa. Uh, they had Ailsong Rackhouse Reserve. And then they had a ton of other stuff below it that I kind of went quickly over, but there's... Definitely, there's the Tough Love. There's another Ale Song. There's a Cold Fire Sour over here. Uh, this one looks like Block 15. There's another Ale Song. There's Full Sail. All Barrel Age stuff. Uh, there's the Mother of Storms um, from Pelican. There's the Matryoshka from Fort George. Matryoshka. There's so much stuff there. I have like a three-year-old Matryoshka at mm. home, I think. I wonder if it's going to be good still. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, it's, pretty sure it's three years old. Maybe two years old. Still So old. If, if you are looking... At least the Market of Choice in Beaverton has that in their beer section. It's kind of off to the right. It's in like this little, almost like a wine area, it looks like, just in terms of like the wood and the way it's set up. And it's just more spendy, but barrel-aged beers that are there. And I went, wow, okay. Good on you, grocery store. Yeah. Way to not be a grocery store in your selection. I'm going to say, I mean, we get, we're giving them love because it's the place that's closer to my apartment right now that I go to. I, I kind of stopped going to New Seasons because it's not quite as close. Yeah. Um blown away by their beer selection. Yeah, New Seasons has a great selection. Yep. <clears throat> it's just, you know, you'll find... You know what you're getting when yeah, you go Yeah, you know there. what you're getting. You'll find, like, as I look over at the COVID wall, you'll find one-offs from Ex Novo, from Barrelick Drink, from Breakside, from Block 15. You know, you'll you'll find those, those one-offs from those classic breweries, but it's kind of, they don't have as much of that niche stuff, and they don't have as much of that up-and-coming. Like, I don't know if I'm getting Montevilla... Mm-hmm. At new seasons, maybe, and I'm just not noticing it. But you know, you're gonna get your freems, you're gonna get your boneyards. You know, you're gonna get quality if you go to new seasons. Yeah, of course. That's what makes market of choice so much fun. Yeah, because you, there's so much <clears throat> stuff that's new every time. I, I go once a week, basically. It's there's constantly new product labels on there, and uh, the only thing they don't do great is their six packs are old. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the case when you get some of that stuff at all the supermarkets. I'll check dates, and I'm like, 
oh boy, I can't drink this. Yeah. So that's why when I see the RPM and the hop venom on the side, I know it's gotten there recently, <clears> and I'm like, <throat> okay, I'm going to get these right here. Yeah. Uh, so that's the only negative is is make sure you always check your dates on the six packs, especially ones that you see most places, mm. because they still have to sell them. They still have to sell them. So check the dates. Uh, anyway, so that's my week in beer. <clears throat> the Tough Love was incredible, and I really liked the uh, the Kind Spirit, the Winter IPA from Montevilla. So those are my faves, for uh, sure. My week in beer, let's see. Um, I had a Hellas Lager from uh, Occidental. Mm. That was quite nice. It's been a while since I've heard you <clears throat> say Occidental. Yes, it's been a while, so I was really pumped about that. I couldn't decide. I was at, uh, I was at a spot drinking, and they had Heater Allen Pilsner and Occidental Hellas. And I said, I'll have an Occidental Hellas. No, 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 wait. I'll have a Heater Allen Pilsner. No, you choose. <laughs> I'm sure they love that. And bartender chose Hellas for me. Cool. <clears throat> Probably because she thought, you know, hey, it's your first initial reaction. To be fair, it was my initial reaction because I didn't see the Pilsner. But I was very, very happy that I drank the Occidental because <laughs> I forget how much I like that beer. It was the Edel Hell. <clears throat> so I had that. I crushed a six-pack of Hand Truck. Um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, I've been drinking a decent amount for no reason. I don't know why. <clears throat> and I know I'm going to say the name of this brewery and you're going to be like, oh, okay. But for some reason, uh, I have been on a streak this week of drinking barrelic beer. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I've, uh, one of the places I like to go to has punk rock time on, uh, like a seven day old keg of punk rock time that just tastes unbelievably amazing that I keep crushing pints of. In fact, once we're done with this, I'm going to go crush a pint of it there. Uh, and uh, I wish I could join. And uh, I got, they have a new beer out, Nugs, which is a West Coast IPA. Great name. Yeah, and uh, that was excellent as well. I have, I have another one in the fridge that I'm excited to drink uh, when I get home, assuming, oh yeah, my fridge doesn't work. I woke up this morning and reached for the apple juice and everything so the top shelf of my fridge is all beverages mm -hmm. and by beverages i mean, mean there's beer. like beer and then like apple juice and my fake milk mm -hmm. uh and everything was warm and i had beers out of the fridge last night and they were totally cold and i didn't lose power because the clocks were all working and everything down below was cold but cold comes from the top of the fridge okay and so i think my fridge is broken so i had to pull everything out of my oh, fridge good thing i'm a cooler master and i've got a giant bertha cooler <laughs> so everything's in there um but anyway so i have another nugs at home that i want to drink but i just realized it's at the bottom of the cooler <laughs> that sucks um uh so i've been drinking a lot of barrel -like beer and that nugs beer was really cool different than some of their other ipas that they make but definitely a classic kind of barrel -like flavor to it and i had a very interesting situation happen my girlfriend went to fred meyer to pick up groceries when we were at her house, and she knew that uh, we were out of beer, so she was going to grab beer. And I have employed her, and I have, and like, employed. I have implored her to and pushed her to say, you know, you know what I like. You know to date check, all this stuff. I, I trust you. Mm -hmm. And she date checked, date checked, date checked, and she saw a pale ale from Fort George that was, like, two weeks old. It was, like, perfect. I'll grab it. It was City of Dreams from Fort George, oh. and I hate that beer. Oh, God. I absolutely despise that beer. Yeah, that's not a great and, beer. And, you know, she didn't know. She saw Fort George pale ale date. Yeah, good to go, because we've been to Fort George mm -hmm. multiple times, and they have the Sunrise Oatmeal Pale that I absolutely love. So no flaw in that. doesn't say hazy, although the bottom of the can said clear skies. With the date. That's weird. Like some people put little messages yeah. on it. This said clear skies. And I was like, I'm not taking a chance of this. Took it back to Fred Meyer. Oh. Returned it. Wow. Yeah. 
and got. I thought a, you might have tried one to see if the if you liked it any better this time. No, wasn't going to. <laughs> no, because then I'd be stuck with all six. I know that's true. Yeah, so I was like, nope, not going to do that. And I'd get my oil changers right next to Fred Meyer in East Vancouver, and so I just took it back, and uh, they were really chill about it. And it was so funny because at first they were like, "What's wrong with it?" And I was like, "Nothing. I just hate it." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to drink it. And they were like, oh, okay. And you walk in and I always do this. Hey, my wife bought this for me and she was trying to be nice and uh, she just doesn't know that I hate this. And they were like, oh, yeah, man, let's just trade it out. So what did you get? I got a box of Bodhi's Zaffa that kind of tasted oxidized. <laughs> it was under 30 days. I was like, look at that. Uh, under 30 days. And I tasted it. I was like, oh, this beer kind of sucks. Yeah. I've, I've, I'm trying to be really good at the supermarkets now, like, of, of picking the beers and I look at dates and I just laugh. I remember I went to Safeway by me last week, and which is why I wound up going to Market of Choice to get my beer, mm-hmm. and I got the RPM and I got the Hop Venom. Yep. And I was looking at dates at Safeway, and I, I was like, "Oh, I haven't seen this one. I wonder if this is new." Flip it upside down, May twenty seventh. <laughs> I was like, Whoops. "May <laughs> five twenty seven. This has been sitting here for months." <laughs> And I looked at the next one, and it was like 7.30, and I was like, seven? I know. If anybody can find me a ripping that has that starts with the number 12, please. <laughs> I'm dying. I love that beer so much, and I haven't had it in so long. I was just like, seven, five, and I remember- I, I You must about, be this tall to ride this ride. <laughs> I remember talking on the air about this once, and a, a texter texted in and said, like, oh, I work in beer. You're completely wrong about dates. Like, you can have beers five months after the, the date. <laughs> and I went, I'm not going to respond to you. Yeah, you do because not I get th- my time. I think you're lying, or you don't taste off flavors, and that's fine. If you don't taste them, enjoy it, right? But uh, Yeah, who do you work for, Bud Light? <laughs> Sorry, that was bad. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm sitting here by myself talking to myself. <laughs> anyway, so that was our weekend beer. Uh, be better, supermarkets. I know you won't, but try. I don't know. It's funny. I was at if you're at a supermarket, get dark beer. Basically, I was at a new season. Get yourself and I was, a Blackview Porter. You'll be fine. I was at new seasons and I was date checking some stuff, and I think I ended up grabbing with like four single tallies. Um, which oh, which reminds me, that's part of my weekend beer. I did have a Sticky Hands again. I can't quit this beer right now, hmm. and uh, had another Vienna Lager from Forland. Yes, 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 yes on that beer. Yes, yes on that beer. And that's when I had the nugs. And I'm trying to, I can't remember what the fourth one was. Oh, it was a punk rock time. Oh. Can. Jeez, me and the bear lick. You are really like stuck in your couple of beers right now. God, I got to get out of that. <laughs> uh, and uh, and I was like date checking and, and the beer steward, the, the buyer for the news, he's walked by and she goes, hey, I saw you looking. I put the new stuff like right behind it. I, I, I know because I just stocked it. And I was like, uh-huh, cool. Just walked away. I felt like kind of a jerk, but I was like, oh, thank you, and didn't do anything. <laughs> I was nice to her. Right. I was like, oh, thank you. I didn't know. Because <laughs> you already had your four. Yeah, I already, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good to know. So it might have even been Sun River. And I was check like, the second or third uh, beer behind and see well, yeah, if it's Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, if, if you're at a grocery store, I mean, they're going to... I mean, They want to sell their old stuff. Yeah, maybe not all grocery stores, but I would definitely say your New Seasons Markets, Whole Foods, I imagine Zupans, those guys... The beer buyers should know dates. Right. In theory. Right. Okay. Well, there's our week in beer. We talked a long time about our week in beer today, um, but that's okay. That means we had a lot to talk about. What's the point, Mike? What is the point? Episode number one, milk sugar. Milk sugar. So this is something I didn't know was happening. And I remember you told me that you're starting to see a lot more lactose beers, and you're not, not, not just in like the... 
thick, hazy, like sweet, over-the-top beers that are becoming trendy, you're seeing lactose and milk sugar used in everything. Everything. Everything except everywhere. for lagers. And my first thought was, well, that sucks for lactose intolerant <clears throat> people. And then you mentioned vegan people, and I was like, damn. Yeah, one, so, of, my, one of my good friends, she's a manager uh, at Breakside. Like, she's vegan, and, you know, we've we've talked about this at length, and, like, some of those beers they sell over there have have lacto, have milk sugar in them. And I, you know, I'm we're so used to talking to each other about beer. And I'm like, oh, how's this beer? And she's like, I don't know. I can't, because she's been vegan for a long time. And I know I know a guy who was vegan who took, who drank a four-ounce of, um, of uh, what was it, uh, like a Mexican coffee beer, mm-hmm. which is something they do over there, uh, which does have lactose in it. And he's vegan, and he didn't know, and he just drank the four ounce, and he said he quote painted the toilet all night. Great, yeah, fantastic, yeah, um, yeah. So it's it's interesting to me because there's a large faction of people, maybe large is the wrong word, but there is a faction of people, multiple factions that can't drink that beer. Yes. Especially in this town. So why? This is a very, this is a big vegan, vegetarian friendly town. Yeah. And I mean, even for me personally, like I'm not lactose intolerant or I, or I have not been, but I'm even noticing now that if I have more dairy than normal, I get a little bit affected by it. Yeah. I think as you get older, it's just starting to affect me a little bit more. Well, human beings were not built to have lactose, right. which is why you can't drink a gallon of milk in an hour. You'll throw it up. Right. Your body says no. So, I mean, I, I've had some issues with uh, dairy recently in the last couple of years where like- My if- jaw hurts. <laughs> that had nothing to do with what we were talking about and you still Jeez. dropped it in. Jeez. Oh, true. <laughs> Very true. Um, and, uh, you know, I, there'd be like a day where I, maybe I had like two bowls of cereal or something. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That hey, night is not fun. Oh, and you have real milk? I have like 2% milk, Oh, yeah. wow. See, I don't even have real milk in my house. Oh, yeah. Now I realize I don't have any milk because I'd throw it away. Yes. Because it was warm. I mean, I, I, that's what the I'm saying. The box is I, was room temperature. I've never had any issues with dairy. So, I mean, oh, I okay. just, oh, just yeah, get, yeah, get Alpen Rose, whatever. And, sure. Um, I, I mean, I still drink it. It still tastes good to me. But every once in a while, it hits me really hard. And I'm like, oh, boy, I'm 31. And I'm all of a sudden, I'm starting to become resistant to some lactose here. But anyway, I digress. Uh my question is, why is this becoming such a popularly used ingredient in all sorts of beers, especially considering the amount of people that cannot consume it? Well, let's back up to the beginning. Okay. Let's, let's, when we're talking, what's the point? Here is the positive point of milk sugar. Traditionally, in a lot of stouts, a lot of dark beer, your milk stouts have milk sugar in them. Mm-hmm. That's what gives it that, that nice creamy texture. And, and we'll get to the, we'll get to the, the, the body and texture part in a little bit. But that's what's giving you that. But it's also giving you that creamy, smooth, that, you know, depending on your malt build, you know, like I love Cocoa Cow from Sun River. I, I love that beer. Um, for a, a person that isn't crazy about sweets, um, but I, I feel like as I'm getting older, I'm wanting, craving more and more sweets. We're getting a sweet tooth. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Um, and so I love that beer. And I think a lot of it is because of the creaminess and the flavor, the sweetness. But it has that beer, its malt build and grain build also has really nice complementary, you know, kind of, uh, what what am I, like roasty kind of character that blends well with the sweetness of the milk sugar. So those are your positives. That That's kind of where we're coming from. Well, I, I always kind of accepted milk sugar and stouts because right. when you think of desserty dark flavors, you think of milk chocolate. Without a doubt. And so, yeah, of course I would have lactose sure. in that beer. why not? Why and there's not? a ton of dessert beers that are being 
produced now. Especially and even now, yeah. Being labeled dessert beers. Mm-hmm. And they have interesting flavors. And you know they're going to have milk in them. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's... I understand that. And I think... If you're making beers like that and understanding certain people can't have it, that's fine because it's a certain style of beer that they already know has milk in it, right? Mm -hmm. Which is why I asked the question, what's the point of it getting into like IPAs and other styles now? So then, so then, yeah, so then dessert beers, pastry beers have become popular and they started as dark beers. Let's look at, let's look at the guys over at Great Notion. You know, kind of they when they first started, they were really big into the hazy IPAs, but really big into the pastry stouts. Well, then pastry stouts became pastry beers and then expanded. And now you see them in whether they're called milkshake or whatever you want to call them. You're seeing them in IPAs. You're seeing them a lot in sour beers now, too, in kettle sours with a lot of lactose. And in chatting with some of some of my brewer friends in the industry, I've I've always asked this because the flavor is such a distinct flavor to me that it's kind of off-putting mm-hmm. for me in something like a sour, in a kettle sour or an IPA. So I was like, what, 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 is, what is the point? And it sounds like a lot of it has to do with it in, in smaller doses. It can beef up the body. Mm. It can give it just this a little more full flavor because you now you have this like sugar that's not going to ferment out. And you can kind of prop it up a little bit. I think the thing is, is that's a tricky balance. Is then it gets to a point where if you have too much of it, potentially by design, and I think a lot of it is by design, it alters the flavor. And I think that's where it boils down to why this is an actual thing right now, is I think the reality is, is that people want that flavor. Hmm. They want that sweetness. It's what we've learned in this hazy IPA craze. Is they don't want bitter. Is they don't want bitter or or perceived bitterness. You know, whichever whichever route, whether it's actual bitterness or perceived bitterness, and that's what that that's where you and I struggle with hazies is because we want at least perceived bitter, bitterness in these hazies, and most people don't. And so it's like instead of trying to meet in the middle, it's almost like the pendulum has swung way to the other side. And it's like if you can keep the hop character but keep the bitterness down and bulk up the body with some milk sugar, it's going to add some more sweetness and give you that creamier flavor. It's like people that love milk stouts want to drink a hoppy beer because it's cool or or trendy. Mm -hmm. And... So they've done that with IPAs. So now they can say they drink IPAs. It, it, it's an interesting concept. I, I think, like well, I said, it, it almost makes it sound like it's purely. It's not even a taste thing. Then it's just like a Instagram thing. Like, look at me drinking an IPA, but I actually like it. Poten- potentially, I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot involved. And let's not lie, the hazy IPA craze, and and especially when it comes to lactose, and we'll get into these sours in a second, are bringing people that aren't beer drinkers into the beer world. Right. And, and we at, talked about that before where breweries... And at the end of the day, that's what we want. Right. Breweries want those people. Uh, but we've also said this, I think, on the podcast where we said, it's great to bring those people in, but those people might only show up to your brewery once every two months. Right. Whereas the regular beer drinkers who don't want that or want the bitterness or whatever are showing up once a week. Yeah. So if you start completely overhauling your entire draft list just for that then you're probably doing more long-term damage than good, even though you're bringing in a lot of new people. I don't know if the numbers are actually going to 
I mean, I don't know for sure, but it doesn't seem like the numbers are going to pan out. I agree. And I don't think many people are doing that. However, when it comes to kettle sours, this is a whole nother crazy thing. A lot of people are starting to use these in kettle sours. You see the Drecker cans. You know, if you go to local bottle shops, you'll see the Drecker cans. And those are either double hazy IPAs or smoothie sours. And I think, again, they're using the milk sugar to beef up the body a little bit. But I think it's easier to hide the sweetness in a kettle sour because those beers are already naturally kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. If you're use, especially if you're using fruit, I would say most people that are using fruit are using the milk sugar as well. Because if you're putting a raspberry puree into this kettle sour, you're naturally going to get a little sweetness. So why not use a little milk sugar, beef up the body a little more, make it creamier and smoother? It, it it in my opinion it's getting further away from beer but it is still beer i'm just curious why do i sound like i'm sticking up for this <laughs> well cuz you you kind of are i mean it's we're just having the conversation of yeah. what's the point it doesn't make sense to me but it makes sense because other people seem to like it seems as if a lot of people want to drink craft beer that don't like beer and and, and they want to do it so that breweries are making beer to cater to those people uh in in a way that keeps them coming into the into the brewery. I guess my question is, and you might not have the answer to this, but you keep saying it beefs up the body. It beefs up the body. There are other ways to beef up the body. We've right. had really good beers that are hop based and IPA forward, that IPA forward, hop forward IPAs that don't have milk sugar, and the body's fantastic. So why do you need to beef up the body? But I because because I think you're also bringing in the flavor component. That any ingredient you're going to put in the beer is going to create some sort of flavor. Mm -hmm. And so you want that flavor without maybe cutting corners in other places? That I'm not quite sure about. I don't know if I have the answer to that. But I remember, you know, when I was working at Breakside, we did a beer. We did a a collab beer with uh, Fatheads, I believe, in, uh, in Ohio. And we did the test batch at Slabtown, and that did not have any milk sugar in it and then the production batch did and i enjoyed the production batch more Hmm. than i did the original you know but leave it to ben and those guys over there to to you know to to maybe understand your balance a little better than most people but that was a big uh, because i was like oh i like this the body is so much more rich and full and and feels more like an ipa and they were like that's that's the point of the milk sugar Hmm. But I think a lot of people aren't doing that necessarily. I think most people want that flavor. And to round this out, to kind of, you know, to bring it back to what's the point, this is where I will share that I don't agree that this is something because I don't think this is sustainable. I don't think making beers, and I don't think anybody's overhauling their tap list, but I went to Oakshire and they had a bunch of different stuff, but they had four sours on and they were all smoothie sours. I don't know if those people, like you said, are going to continuously come back. So I don't know if this is worth making multiple batches, if this is worth canning and shipping it across America. It might be cool and Instagram trendy now, but it's not sustainable in terms of desire, and it's not something you can drink a bunch of. Like, I can drink three of these blind pigs. I can kill a six-pack of Edel Hell from Occidental. I don't know if I'm drinking a full 16 ounce of a Drecker smoothie sour right you might get halfway through and you just kind of like you got like that like stickiness you're like you're just kind of like oh my gosh i can't do anymore like i love ice cream but i don't want to eat a whole pint 
You know, I mean, that might just be me, but, you know. <laughs> Most people will disagree with that. Yeah, but, but I mean, like, or okay, I don't want to eat a whole gallon, you know, you and, and, and you know, I, I enjoy it. I like it a lot, but I, I don't know if the 16 ounce, and that's why I ask, what's the point? What's the point, yeah. What what are we getting, What is the long-term benefit? Well, I think the because answer. Because you are bringing in some people, but you said this earlier. You, this is where we started. You are bringing in these non-beer drinkers, but you're also kind of ostracizing beer drinkers. Yep. You know, my friend Elliot, she she's a huge beer drinker. She loves beer. But now you're making beers that she can't drink. And you could, that's the client you don't want to lose. You know, if my girlfriend, my best friend doesn't drink beer and I take them to a, to a brewery and they don't want beer, okay, they're not going to come back. But if I take my girlfriend, best friend who loves beer and I bring them, but they're vegan and I bring them to the brewery, they might get turned off yep. and you might have lost a multiple sale there. So I think it's tricky, but it, it's also it's kind of like a short-term it, thinking versus long-term I, thinking. That's what I think it is. Um, I could be wrong, and I w- I would love to hear if anybody out there is listening that are are brewers, uh, you know, or in in the industry. Please, please correct us if any moment if we're wrong. I don't get it. I think it's cool to try. I think it's cool to experiment, but I don't know if it's worth it long term. Right. Have a beer with it, not five beers with it. Right. And if you're a brewery, you should want people to drink five of them. Understood, you know, no one's drinking five Spice Wars from Fremont. I get that. But that's specialty. But in terms of 12 Not ounce, everybody. In terms of 12 ounce, 16 ounce cans, you know, 500 mil bottles, 22s, you know, you want someone to crack another one. And I don't know anybody that's going to pick up a four pack of a smoothie sour and drink all four of them in a night. I mean, oh, in a night, sure, right. But I mean, I could pick up a four pack of sticky hands. I mean, I'm gonna be wasted, but I'll drink four of those in mm-hmm. a night. And then you got to go back and get more the next day. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a lot of short term thinking. Which, if you continue to follow the trends and continue to do short term things, you'll be fine because you're going to keep getting people in who. Oh, I'm going to yeah, do this. Yeah. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. One or two on you know. Hey, do you guys? I remember when hazy IPA. Hey, do you guys got a hazy IPA on it for the longest time when I was working? We didn't. Mm-hmm. It was like, nope, sorry. And then eventually you get one or two on, and then you cater to that. Right. It's like having a red. Well, you know, no. a lot of people, or an amber. A lot of people don't love reds or ambers, but you have that on, you're going to hit that spot in one in one specific demographic. I think the, the point I'm trying to make more is the breweries that really dive into these trends. I mean, you mentioned Great Notion. I mean, they are, I, I would say, one of the the forebearers of diving into trends. Yeah. Um, well, especially, I mean, they are a lactose brewery. They are a milk sugar brewery. Almost all of their hazy IPAs. But they've been doing it before it became popular, This too. is also true. Um, is they can be sustainable because they keep following the trends correctly. Mm-hmm. And if they overhaul their draft list and they're making 95% hazies, 95% milk sugar, 95% this, 95% that, they'll be fine. Yeah. Because you're going to get people coming in for the trendy stuff constantly even though you might turn off some of the other beer drinkers, you're going to be fine the entire time. Plus, if you started there, yeah, your clientele already knows this. But if you start doing it now and you overhaul most of your draft list for a style that's popular, it might work in a short term. But because you're not a brewery that keeps changing constantly and following the trends constantly, it might hurt you more in the long term. It might. It might not. Yeah, yeah, and I, I've I've had an. It I, just feels like logically it would hurt you long term. Yeah, I've had IPAs that have a little milk sugar in it. And I thought some of them were fine, and I've had some that I thought were just like, oh my god, I I I I don't want to be eating, you know, rock candy while I'm drinking this beer. Um, and there's dark beer that has milk sugar in it that I love, that I absolutely love. Uh, I can't get into the the smoothie sour thing, and a lot of it is aesthetic. 
We've seen a lot of that I look online, at it and, I just go, and it no. just looks really brutal. Yeah. And some of it is, I'm here to taste the lacto, not the lactose. You know, I want the fruit tartness, not the sweetness. Right. Well, interesting. Yeah, let us know if any of you guys out there are brewers or working breweries and we're wrong or you have ideas on this. Let us know. You can probably the best way to let us know is DM us on Instagram, which is Instagram.com slash beers on us. But you can also find us on the other social platforms we teased earlier in the podcast and let us know there because we have access to those as well. All right. Well, let's try a beer. Yeah, why no not? sugar in it. Yeah, we've been talking about this. Our beer it'll of the be, week. It'll be interesting. I don't want to get too crazy because I know we're about to do it. But it'll be interesting to see if the coffee is a good balance. It might be. Because yeah. a lot of these is just like, I don't know if milk sugar and hops are a good balance. But, you know, milk sugar and roasty malts definitely are a good balance. Well, I mean, milk and coffee go together. So, so yeah, let's see. We'll see. So, beer of the week is uh, Block 15's Dab Lab Wake and Bake, which is a coffee IPA with milk sugar. We will get to that next here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Beer of the week time here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. All right, what's the point? Let's see. This is actually going to be the first beer that I knowingly am drinking that's not a dark beer that has milk sugar in it. Um, I may have had them that have milk sugar, but uh, this is the first one that I am knowingly had. Oh, it smells strong? The aroma. I'm knowingly drinking that has milk sugar in it, and it is not a dark beer. Um, This is going to be interesting for me because this is like the first beer I feel like we've done in a while um, on this show that... I'm walking into this fairly skeptical. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to stay non-biased. The aroma, as, as I poured it, was just like, whoa, coffee, coffee beans. Whoa, yep. coffee beans. Yep. Um, it smells pleasant. Like, I, I like the smell. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get into something that when I read, because I saw this on the shelf as well, and I went, ooh, new Dab Lab, Wake and Bake. And then I saw the bottom and went, coffee and milk sugar. Oh, man. <laughs> That sucks. <laughs> so, so I'm so glad you have this because I saw it on the shelf and I've told you I, I've really enjoyed this Dab Lab series. And, you know, we talk block all the time. Uh, so I'm excited that you ended up getting one and we're doing one today because otherwise I would not have ever had this beer. The description on the can featuring hop extract combined with a citrusy floral combination of hops and Ethiopia worker coffee by Bespoken Roasters. Wake and Bake has a beer with soft, clean body complemented by a dollop of milk sugar. Um, the Dab Lab series focuses on the vibrant hop forward ales that prominently feature hop extractions. See, that's another great idea, like just to show why I kind of like this concept of what's the point is you could have a what's the point of hop extraction, like yeah. oils and, and cryo and, you know, that which we've seen for the most part has been a fairly positive thing yep. in IPAs. For and sure. So the, the concept of what's the point, that could be fun, although so, we need a lot smarter people than us to tell us about that. Yeah, wow. This is like fresh coffee beans. Like normally when I smell coffee in beers, it's just the, mm-hmm. it's a faint aroma of coffee. No, this is like you just ground the beans and they are very fresh smelling. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, uh, this is like you take them and you like crush them in your hands, you mm-hmm. know, and then just kind of. It roast. smells really good. It smells really good. I'm, I'm really curious. I'm curious to see. I think the biggest thing is I think the coffee and the milk sugar is going to work together. Yeah. What I want to know is how the hops play in, especially knowing that they're using extract, cryo, whatever you want to call it, which tend to have that more pungent, bold flavor to it. Mm-hmm. 
um, which I don't smell any of in in the nose. I, I mean, I, it's hard to get past the coffee. I mean, the coffee smells great, by the way. I'm it not does. a coffee drinker. I don't know what bespoke coffee is. Maybe it's local. They to must be a local roaster down to Corvallis, maybe. But um, I, I I haven't drank coffee in years. Um, it's just something I I I kicked a long time ago because I've got enough vices. Uh, but uh, I've always loved the smell. I've always loved the taste. It's like I have friends that are that way with marijuana. They don't smoke, but I've got a buddy. He smokes now, but I got a buddy for years and years. <clears throat> didn't smoke weed at all. But if if you came home and you were like, man, I got this. I got to put this in a jar ASAP. It's stinky. He's like, no, oh, hey, can I see that? Because <laughs> he just loved it. I mean, he's kind of a science nerd anyway, but like, he's basically a biology botanist kind of weirdo. Not that that's anything wrong with that. He's smarter than me, <laughs> but he would always crack it open and smell it. And, and I feel the same way about coffee. Like I'd really love to dive in with some roasters. I just don't really drink it. Plus well, I'm scared to drink it now. Based on my, you're going to get all shaky. Based on my first <laughs> and, sip. And lots of uh, coming out the other end. That's true. Yeah. Paint in the toilet. I think you're going to be disappointed in the hop character in this. Yeah. Um, it is incredibly coffee forward. And I think the milk sugar almost boosts the coffee flavor throughout the entire sip to where the back end is also roastiness from the coffee uh so i don't know if i get a lot of a hop in this at all it almost just tastes like a coffee pail or something what's interesting is <clears throat> what's interesting about this is i'm not really getting bitterness either like it's just kind of the sweetness of the milk sugar tends to kind of override that to me i think what's really wild about this beer that i'm trying to wrap my head around first off i think i like this okay um, I actually think I really like it. Um, I've only had one sip, so to be continued on that. You also know how I feel about coffee beers generally. Mm -hmm. As much as I love coffee, <clears throat> yeah, I know coffee in my beer is not my favorite. And although this smells great, it's giving me some of those flavors that I don't love in my beer because I just don't like coffee. In this beer. doesn't taste like a dark beer at all. No. Like if I was blindfolded and you put this in front of me and said, taste it, I'd be like, whoa, coffee is this? Wait, wait, no, this isn't a stout. Mm -hmm. It's not a porter. I'm getting... I'm getting like IPA body, and as it like lingers on the back palate, I'm starting to kind of notice a little more IPA qualities in terms of mouthfeel and finish. Not as much flavor. I'm with you. I don't think there's a ton of like real big hop character they in this. They say citrusy. I'm not getting citrus nearly at all. Um, the other flavors are very overwhelming. Yeah, I think this beer could be a little more balanced. However, when you're... I don't know. I, I would maybe... It's tough to well, say. When you're making a coffee milk sugar beer, it's going to be very flavorful in the coffee variety section. Yeah. Coffee flavor section. Um, but if you're selling it as an IPA, I just feel like there should be a little bit more of that pop. I, I agree, but I also was real hesitant on the idea of, you know, hops and coffee. Like, hops and coffee sound like a weird combination. True. However, I know a lot of people... I, I'm 100% I'm visualizing one person right now who will remain nameless... Uh, that I worked with for years and years. He is a wake and baker every morning. He he takes the dogs out and he sits on his back patio and he scrolls through the news on his phone and he's got a cup of coffee and, and his pipe right next to him. And so maybe the idea of hops and coffee do mix well. Do you see what I'm trying to say here? I suppose. Because you're 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 if you're smoking marijuana you're getting those flavors in your mouth on your palate of the cannabis mm -hmm. and then putting coffee on top of it. Right. 
So it doesn't shock me that Block 15 got into this. Like, that, <laughs> <laughs> like where have you been this whole time, Block 15? You should have done this years ago. But I do wonder if that there is a subtlety of the hop character mixed with the coffee that is pleasant. It might be. Uh, it might be my palate's not strong enough or diverse enough you to, need to smoke more flour, my friend. To understand, I can't smoke it. It makes my lungs feel I terrible. Know, I know. Um, my lungs are iron now, baby. <laughs> Spent ten years on them camel reds. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I mean, there could be something in there that I'm just not catching with my palate. Mm-hmm. That is the hop character, or it has some something that maybe you're you're better at than me in terms of like the body. I have I have trouble outside of saying, oh, this is a good assertive body or it's a weak body mm-hmm. outside of that i have trouble discerning flavors in it i think i, I think my favorite aspect of that and because because i don't know if i'm getting flavors necessarily it's when i talk about body a lot of time i talk about a lot of times i mean mouthfeel mm-hmm. i mean how does it sit how does it rest well it's very creamy so the milk yeah. sugar is making it a very creamy body that is for sure i taste ipa in this okay. i don't taste overly hops i think you could do this as a pale ale, like you kind of mentioned that a second ago, I think you could do this as a pale ale and not need to do it as a hop extract experimental IPA. But I mean, hey, Block, you guys do you. So kudos to that. Mm-hmm. I think this beer is pretty cool. I think the coffee is a little overpowering. Um, but I do get some IPA. You know, I don't get a ton of milk sugar out of it. I think it's all in the mid- middle of the palate for mm-hmm. me. It's just very, it's very smooth okay. right in the middle. Uh, creaminess it kind of hits me right there but that's what i mean that's what i think we were talking about and what's the point is how that helps the body is that if if used correctly which in this instance might be the case Mm -hmm. that you're not getting a ton of flavor from it but it is helping the process from beginning to end true all right well there's our beer of the week uh it's rare where patrick likes it more than me um it's rare that i like it more than you in the sense of something that I walked in saying I'm not going to like this. Right, that, I guess that's kind of more <laughs> what I mean, yeah. Usually when you're skeptical, the skepticism is warranted. Yeah, and I'm I, just like, oh, I think this is kind of cool. And this time you walked in skeptical and you're like, this is great. And I'm just like, yeah. Well, I don't know if it's great, but I think I... Well, I, you dig it. I, I think I dig it. I dig it in the experimental aspect. Gotcha. I am probably never going to have this beer again. But I, I think I like it for what it's trying to get to. Makes sense. All right, well, there is uh, our beer of the week, which is our... Dab Lab Wake and Bake from Block 15 for our very first What's the Point episode, Milk Sugar. Let us know what you think about the milk sugar trend that's going on right now. Um, honestly, I didn't know it was happening until Patrick brought it up to me, and I was like, oh, okay. And uh, so I, I'd be curious to see if you guys like milk sugar and beers or what, what your thoughts are on it. I think most of our listeners tend to be more true beer heads than, than those who like milk sugar. I don't about that no? I, I, I want to say that a lot of the, at least the ones who interact with us well a lot of the ones that i have met personally and some of them that you know because you know because i i am way more fixated on our instagram account than you are probably mm-hmm. um i think you'd be a little surprised oh, okay. i think there's a decent amount of hazy double i drink up ipa drinkers out there and i think there's a lot more sour drinkers that listen to our pod which is funny because we don't do sours i love them but mike doesn't but we should get on no that. i'm getting better are you yeah all right i'm getting better with them i've had sours every now and then that i've started to enjoy okay so it's it's not it's not like an instant no for me anymore it just depends on the sour you should get that right. i should call my buddy dan let's do it bring my buddy dan in and talk well, about wild fermentation and 
get crazy nerdy. <laughs> I'll just sit back and go, you guys talk. I'll, I'll just listen and try to figure it out. Uh, yeah, so that's our episode. Let us know what you think about Milk Sugars and uh, if that's the type of beer that you like. Again, Instagram.com slash Beers on Us, uh, at Beers on Us Pod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Beers on Us. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Patrick's at PDiddy085 on both Instagram and Twitter. And uh, we'll be back next week, Thursday, around 4 o'clock. And uh, we haven't decided what we're doing yet. You know, we're still waiting for COVID to stop being a thing so that we can go back to places again. But I want to say we're like a couple of months, maybe 20 episodes away. So five months away from real life. Yeah, man. Okay. June, July. Sure. I just saw in Washington. I'm hoping more like April, May, but you probably are right. That's probably more realistic. Unless we get hooked up because we work at the radio station. I don't we're think not we're, going to. Yeah, I don't think we're getting vaccines till June or July. Hey, we're frontline workers. We have we have papers telling telling us that we can drive around. I have a paper signed from the head of the cabinet member of the Department of Homeland Security, who was recently fired over Twitter. Uh, that Chad says, Wolf. That says, I am good to go. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean. Is it still valid if you got fired over Twitter? Oh, I don't know. Um, Here's to not seeing Lester Holt on the news at 1130 in the morning. (laughs) That would make me feel a lot better. Uh, So we'll be back next week. Uh, Maybe we'll do a tasting room. We haven't done one in a hot minute. Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. That does uh, sound kind of fun. It was my turn to do the interactive tasting room because of the last few you've done. So uh, maybe we'll do that, and uh, that'll be our next episode. So if I go to Market of Choice this weekend, which I likely will, uh, maybe I'll pick up five and post a picture and say, hey! You'll find this. Yeah, we'll tr- we try to give you guys enough time in advance. So, yeah, if you do it Sunday. Saturday, at, Sunday. Saturday, Sunday. At least yeah. post it by at the latest Sunday night. Um, give them we'll, a couple of days. Yeah, we'll get that up there and let you guys uh, join us because those are always fun. So sounds like we just uh, figured out what we're doing next yeah, week. So, so. Uh, <laughs> look out for Interactive Tasting Room uh, episode. I think it's three for us interactive-wise. Uh, so yeah, that, I think so. That'll be coming up next week. Uh, subscribe, rate, review, download wherever you find us. And uh, have a very good rest of your week. Catorces. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.